We watched Frozen 2. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. I'll have all the answers when I'm older. Like why we're in this dark enchanted wood. Well, hey, everybody. Everybody. What does that mean? Everybody who's listening? Oh. I mean. So you're just saying hey to everyone in the room everyone in the room yeah let's go hey uh pretending like we all just walked in and sat down and yeah. haven't talked to each hey. other before this hey, moment i haven't i haven't introduced you yet why are you talking <laughs> sorry <laughs> he's jumping the gun a little bit um all right he said improv to you he, i didn't know i was supposed to wait you didn't tell me goodness gracious all right is this how this is going to be already i love I mean, it you know you always love it whenever there's people who come on the show I feel like frustrated Seth makes me laugh well, when, you, when you do long sighs and <sighs> <laughs> and when Julie was on and you said this is my hell yeah that was my favorite yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good well that other uh, that third voice in the room is a little bit of a special guest uh, you may know him from the remnant radio his uh, podcast and show <laughs> um, if yeah. not you should you should go listen. Yeah, you yeah. check it out. Yeah, this is Josh Lewis. Hey, Josh, how's it going, man? It's well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and then uh, my name is Seth. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Andrea, and you are listening to Dropping Sunday. What is Dropping Sunday? If you happen to stumble upon us on accident, or let's say um, you just got a notification on your phone that there's a new episode of Dropping Sunday and you're like, what happened? Um, someone in your family or a friend of yours subscribed you to our to our podcast. So yeah. just say thank you. This is your Christmas gift and all you're getting. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> this is all you're getting. Um, I'm assuming if if you're if we're subscribing you to our podcast, then that's probably all you're getting. I had um, I had sent my brother a uh, a text message that said, "Hey, this is uh, when it gets there in the mail." These are the presents that belong to each of your kids. You know, Molly gets this, Clive gets this, you get nothing. There's a bag of charcoal just for you. He, he replied back, uh, you get nothing, this is the way. And I'm like, yeah. That's, that's really what we should have talked about. Yeah. I, love it. I mean, Mandalorian. <sighs> we can. If you I'm want to. A, such a fan of Mandalorian, but then all of your soundtracks for... Well, uh, and I haven't seen The Mandalorian. Oh, I haven't no. subscribed to Disney Plus yet. I literally gave Wait a, a minute. I met Stop. at hold, hold on. Shop. For, for, for real, though? No, for real. I, I'm i going to... Check it out. I've Look, just been y- busy. You're doing a podcast about pop culture, and Baby Yoda is trending ahead of Democratic candidates. It's Listen, on we're, national we're news. We're doing a podcast about Christian pop culture. This is, <laughs> they literally say, this is the way, like every yeah. third line. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, listen, Seth will tell you... I tend to trend a few years behind on things, and so it's because um, I have an old soul. That's what my mom told me after listening to last week's episode uh, about- Your mom's still talking to you after last week's episode? (laughs) She is, shockingly enough, (laughs) because I convinced her that I did not tell you to play that song for her. Oh my goodness. Um, Anyway- this is dropping Sunday. I never get to. I never got to tell you <laughs> nope. what it is. We're a podcast about Christian pop culture, um, and it's typically modern. Um, sometimes we throw it back. Usually me, but um, that's what we're talking about today. We are not here uh, to get you saved. Although, if you have questions, we are happy to answer them or find someone smarter than just, us. Just join to a choir. Them. 
And <laughs> shut up, Seth. And uh, we're also not here to uh, make you angry or tick you off, although that has happened on occasion. But for the most part, we're just here to have a good time. Yeah, this is a this is a show made by Christians for Christians, uh, but you don't have to believe to belong. We, we're this just the thoughts and opinions of a couple regular old believers. Um, you know, this week we we the reason that we got uh, <laughs> reason we got Josh on was really just because um, you know I'd reached out to him. I'd reach out to you. You you're in the room. I'll talk about you like you're yep. here. Um, I'd reach out to you just like, hey, if you ever want to come on the show, I know that you have a very in-depth theological podcast where you guys get into the nitty-gritty. I responded with Frozen. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this hold is on. making me look real good. It's like, well, hold on, hold on now. I said, you know, this is, I know, you know, you probably don't get a chance to talk about pop culture type of stuff, but if you ever wanted to come on the show, you could. And your response was, I've seen Frozen 2, I've got thoughts. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> And if that's not a perfect response for this podcast, <laughs> I don't know what it that, is. That's perfect. So we are going to look at Frozen 2 today from a theological standpoint. <laughs> Can't even get through today it. Today we're talking about penal substitution um, and from example of Frozen 2. But before we do, let's uh we're we're gonna uh we're gonna hit up Christian Twitter real quick, okay? All right. So um, I want to show you guys this picture here. Uh, this is one that you've probably both seen already, but um, the answer is no. You have not seen this picture. Oh, okay. I have. Are you aware of the, the location? I know the location <laughs> for sure. That's good. I'm familiar with that one. I've seen it in a couple of movies. Well, okay, Josh, why don't you describe what it is that you're looking at? It looks here. to be the Oval Office, yeah. and my assumption from this distance is the man that's sitting in the center is President Donald Trump. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of other people in the room. Was what on earth was that? That was uh, that was a little sip of coffee that took an extra t second to go down. It's fine. That was an esophagus sound. <laughs> it was going. an esophageal. Oh my lord! Gutterets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guys we're we're off to a great start today this uh they are surrounded by worship leaders and we had oh. talked about this last week great that um that there was a a moment of worship that happened um in the white house and then uh, all these worship leaders then went and prayed for uh, donald trump okay cool. um and so uh Eddie James posted this. This is from Eddie James's uh, Instagram here. And um, this is what he says. I just want to kind of put it out there because, uh, you know, you may agree or disagree with it, and that's up to you. He says, I don't have words to describe this moment. Some of the most powerful voices and vessels uh, of worship and ministry releasing Jesus at the White House and praying for our president. And then he lists off a bunch of people that were there. Um, Hashtag name drop. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyone who has a problem with uh, with us worshiping at the White House and praying for the president needs to prayerfully check their heart. Check yourself Ooh. before you wreck yourself. So uh, everything this nation needs is found in Jesus. The beautiful people in this picture released his presence, and it was amazing. There was an open heaven over the White House. Republican, Democrat, or Independent, if you are a Christian, you would be moved at what God did on this day. I could not have been more proud of the worship movement of our nation. I am humbled that I'm even in this picture. And I just think that that was a, a great way to kind of respond. Um, kind of what we would talked mm -hmm. about, like anytime God's lifted up, I think right. it's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, but that's definitely out there. So that is, transitions me into the question, uh, hey, Andrea, how's your heart? You know, Seth, my heart is great. Uh, it's Christmas week. It is. 
It's Christmas week. I'm excited. Um, I uh, I love Christmas. I'm excited to have a couple days off work, which is literally all I get is just a couple days. But that's all right. Two days is better than no days. Um, and I'm excited about our Christmas Eve service. Oh, yeah. At Bethesda. Yeah. Are you going to come? Are you going to be there? Yeah. I mean, I think Julie's singing, so okay. we'll probably be there. That's right. We are. Julie and I are singing together. Gonna... Um, you guys do that. Uh, you guys are in the He's Here ensemble. Yes. And um, while you guys were singing this two weeks ago, whatever it was, I looked on stage and I was like, those are like six of my favorite people. Aww. That's nice. Like just, just like every single one of those people was was fantastic. Yeah. So oh, fun. But Josh, I love the Christmas Eve service. If you're looking for a place to spend Christmas Eve, I'm gonna do a little plug. Always plugs. Always. It's a great service. It's an hour long. Starts at five thirty at Bethesda. You should just come. Josh, do you have any plugs? Go ahead. <laughs> How's your heart, man? It's our podcast. We can do whatever man. we want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, shows. Uh, I mean, we we do the theology podcast here in the space. Mm -hmm. uh, we really enjoy it. Uh, reaching a lot of people doing theology stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. We we enjoy what we're doing. Uh, I got wife and three kids. The three kids are healthy. She, you she's almost said two. So I almost you said almost, two. You <laughs> well, because I usually say they're two, three, and, and five. I was going got for it. their number, not like I have got two it. kids. But yes, <laughs> got three kids, two, three, and five. Uh, David, Rama, Ezra, love them all to death. Uh, uh, Rama would be the reason I would need to check my heart. Okay. But she is in her threes. And yeah. That child. Such a funny. You can go ahead and pray for me. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to talk about this on the on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares about my kids <laughs> on my podcast. They're like, they're like, get to the heart of the matter. Kid. Right. Yeah. So if we're out there just looking to, you know, lift people up in prayer. Yeah. Just bless Got her it. heart. Done. Yeah. Well, this week was, uh, was an exciting week for me because um, last year, my my son was in kindergarten, and they have the uh, the Thanksgiving thing, right? Where they have all the pilgrims, and Native Americans, and they do all the songs, oh, and yeah. they, they do like the whole the whole play, and then all the parents come and you have lunch together. It's the Thanksgiving feast, and so that that was last year. That is whenever we found out that our son has debilitating stage fright. Oh no! Oh. Like, and with me and my wife being on stage all the time and my daughter being a ham, we just did not expect yeah. our son to just have- You guys are like performers by nature, huh? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, we're, we're at least out there. And um, just, I mean, he was jumping up and down and like, like freaking out. And like, I mean, he had a whole, where, where his teacher actually pulled him down off stage and held him for part of the the concert and like uh like prayed over him and then like he just didn't even go back up on stage he just came and sat in the back Poor with guy. me yeah so we've been working with him for the past year where every time we get to church on sunday we pull him up on stage and before, without a crowd without an audience or anything else like that we just want him to get used to being on a stage and this past week was the church children's choir ah yes. christmas performance right Saturday, they go and they sing at a nursing home, and he sits there with his eyes closed and his mouth sealed shut. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. Okay. He has lines in this mm -hmm. Christmas musical. Oh. And I've, I, I talked to his teacher, to the, the director, and I was like, listen, this is what we've experienced what with him. We're going to need, a, we're gonna need a, a, an alternate plan here for this. And so his sister learned his lines to be able to like help him out if, if, he, if he had a moment. <clears throat> Um, got up on Sunday morning to to sing one song, and he sat there with his eyes closed, and his mouth closed, and 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 didn't do anything. Sunday night, it comes time for the production. He gets up there, 
first song hits and he closes his eyes and I'm like, oh, here we go. 30 minutes of me freaking out about my kid and my kid freaking out about where he is. And I just, I feel bad for the little guy. I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden he starts singing and then he opens his eyes and he's doing the hand motions. And I'm like, rock star. What? Seriously. And then he catches me, like catches, like he looks at me and he does this. I'm doing it. It's just like this little look of his eyes got really wide of like, look, my eyes are open. He just has, his, and then he gets up and he does his lines and he nails them. He I mean, he, I was there and and I was just so proud of, of him. And if you didn't, there's people who are like, he has stage fright issues. Like, yeah. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm really encouraged by, uh, by, by that. I never would have guessed that, that he was struggling with stage fright based on Sunday night at all. Well, and that's probably because he wasn't forced to do something ridiculous. Like, um, you know, it was just it was just songs that he kind of knew, mm-hmm. um, and 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 li- it was Bible verses that he had already learned yeah. in school, and so it was pretty easy, um, you know, for him to memorize everything. Do you have a time for a brief, like, hysterical Thanksgiving story? That's all we're here for. Pilgrims and yeah. Indians and stuff. So, so when when we go to Thanksgiving one year, we brought uh, my my brother's best friend who is Native American, and my grandmother has these large Native American and pilgrim, like, they're like plush statues. They're like they're, so they like stuffed animals, but they have like sticks in them so they can stand up. Anyway. My buddy stuck uh, uh, kitchen knives in all the Native Americans' hands and knocked over all the pilgrims every time my grandmother walked out of the room. And it was hysterical because she kept picking up the pilgrims off the ground but never would see the, the <laughs> kitchen knife in the Native American dude's hand. Uh, that, was that, a, that was a good year. That's really funny. We that's, laughed hysterically. That's awesome. All right. Um, we got just so much stuff to get into before uh-huh. we get into Frozen. Okay, a couple of things. Um, all right. Here's another video, I, guys. I I'll post links to all of this stuff in um in, in the show notes. Oh, but I saw this. I need to I need to show you this. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Andrea, but here we go. Oh no! All right, so we got um. Hey y'all, this right here is the Bible slide featuring the Freedom Band. And this time we're about to get holy, 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 holy. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy. This is Everybody a uh, clap your hands. Christian version clap, of the cha cha slide. Clap, clap your hands. It, it is more clap, painfully clap, cringy clap than hands. anything Michael Scott has ever done. All right, it's we're about bad. to have spiritual milk to the left. Take a step of faith. Okay, so my dude is wearing like the the the, the, the lightest of stonewashed jeans. Um, he's got a uh, he's got like a, a green sweater with like with like a like a I don't know some sort of collared shirt underneath, and it's it's a white dude that looks like he wants to be a youth pastor, but they won't let him be. Like I mean, he's just got this weird thing. Assistant to the youth pastor. Yeah. 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 I mean. It's assistant it's bad. To assistant to the youth she pastor. Got, she got it. Yep, that was but great. I was but, watching. I can't. So the Christian version of the cha cha slide. You guys can um you guys can check that out. Also, that doesn't that voice does not fit. Nope. The the face or the anything else. Not not even a little bit. Mm-mm. Um. All right. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm honest. Getting on the podcast, Seth's voice sounds like chocolate milk. I wasn't expecting that either. I was like, "Ooh, this is nice." <laughs> Seth, keep talking. Cho- I enjoy it. Chocolate milk. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a phrase that me and my wife say to each other when someone's got like a a very soothing voice. You get a voice sound like chocolate milk. Oh, that works. 
works. I, I usually say the, butter, but chocolate a, milk works. That's the best compliment I've ever I've ever gotten. I right. like chocolate milk a lot. So <laughs> here's another so video. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> here's another video. You ready? Oh no! This is a cl don't do this to this. All right, this is if the Bohemian Rhapsody was um, was about the nativity, and this is done by a church's puppet ministry. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we like address the audio quality? This is decent. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. There's nothing wrong with the audio quality of this at all. It does not match the puppetry. The is puppetry. Lame. Yeah. Dude, people worked on this. Yeah. Oh no no. Someone spent a lot of time in a studio with Melodyne, getting it just right, <laughs> getting those notes just right. Here we go. <laughs> all right so, I love it. so there's what would happen if i was um, on our, our puppetry team of course listen we all were did you guys have the black light puppets yeah of course i mean that's we, we traveled that, we, we went to uh Didn't we went to one. other churches to minister with our puppets and we were in like competitions we had a trailer and everything. That that you're you're referring Carol. to apostolic puppet succession. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about apostolic puppet ministry. That's, don't don't downplay that. That's serious stuff. Okay. Listen, we were good. We were legit. Um. Okay. So a couple. Of, I'm just gonna move right past it because you're you were you're you're. I mean, you're over here flexing on your puppet ministry. <laughs> Talking about we won competition. People got healed, y'all. Y'all are making fun, but we were good. I'm just seeing like a little puppet and like little little felt hand just reaching out and touching somebody on the top of the head. The, the, the puppet, we had the lights behind the puppet and the shadows were healing people. It was crazy. I'm feeling a little attacked right now and a little outnumbered, which I... Is this how you felt when Julie yes, was in yep. the hundred percent. Hey, don't don't I like it. Don't fault us for it. We're equal opportunity abusers. You put puppet ministry on the table. <laughs> no, Seth put puppet ministry on the table because he that's, introduced that's the video. True. That's, that's, that's okay. True. I apologize. All right. Okay. Couple other things. Let's hit some more news things, and then we'll move. We'll move on to to the movie here. Um, so Netflix is coming out with a show called Messiah. I, I saw that Have last night. Have you guys night. seen this? Mm -mm. I saw the trailer for it last night. So essentially it is a it's a show of what if Jesus came back today mm -hmm. and worked and functioned as as the funny Christ. Enough, I've got a Bible verse for that. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go the ahead. entire book of Revelation I'm, is well, real popular. <laughs> Well, there. Um, uh, well, we can put a, a link to the the trailer, but it actually the the this. I don't know if it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a series, mm -hmm. but season one is going to drop on uh, January first, and so it oh, is. No. It is. Yeah, um, <laughs> the end of the world as we know it. No, but I mean, it, here here's what Jesus looks like in uh, in Netflix version of it. And so, but um, he goes around healing people and ministering to people, and people want trying to figure out what is. Like, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And he's like, I'm just doing the work of my father. And it's like, what, how would people respond yeah. if Jesus actually came back today? So I think that'll be interesting. Um, I think uh, anything is better than Netflix's other show called uh, The oh, First wow. Temptation of Christ. Yeah, nope. not a fan. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's a play off of The Last Temptation of the Christ. Um, First Temptation is a Brazilian movie. 
and it's what if Jesus were gay? Yeah, that's yeah. not very, that, very offensive. Yeah, it's super offensive. So there's a there is a petition out there um, of people asking for it to be taken off of Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's a foreign language film, so it's probably not going to show up in your. And it's probably how long has it been on there? I'm wondering if it's just been on there for a while and people are just now. See, then that's finding that's it. kind of like my, I don't know. Christians are so trying to be relevant that other people are like, here, let's help you be relevant. It's like, no, 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 no. We'd rather suck at this. No, no, that's okay. Please let us handle the doctrine and you just make entertainment, please. Well, and then and then there's other parts of entertainment like video games. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but we have an animated Jesus looking at an animated blind woman. He sticks out his hands, his hands glow. And the blind woman opens her eyes. Oh, this is the game where you like slay people in the spirit to level up to do greater miracles. Is that how that works? Legit, like your life force goes down every time you do a miracle. Oh, um, Jesus doesn't. Okay. Yep. No, nope, it's very problematic. This is like what? Skyrim Jesus. This is intense. It's. Yeah. I mean, the quality. I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm not. It's. I'm uh, not shocked. Like. It's. Uh, I, I believe it's. Uh, I believe it's for Xbox. But it, the name of this game is called I Am Jesus Christ. And uh, saying the name could possibly damn your soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real game. This is a real video game. And so, like, is it, it also VR. I I I don't. It know. looks like from it's from the first person, like hardcore. Right. But then, like, oh my word. Yeah. Okay. So so there's that that exists now. Um. Yeah. That. Oh, you're feeling visibly uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah. No, it's like a full on video game yeah. that. And the thing is like, okay, well then do you even have a choice of how you progress in the game? Because like, like, what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's just, it's uh you die. Hopefully. I mean, and hopefully it doesn't end there. Um, I'm just saying that's kind of the yeah. whole thing. All right. One more piece of news. Um, and then uh, we're not going to do the Christian the, pop culture should be more fun than this. I'm Y'all sorry. Y'all are triggering it, me with gay Jesus. It usually in Jesus is. Video game. It usually is, awesome. but it's been a rough week. I'm just okay. saying. Jeez, so Jesus. Kirk Franklin. This well, just in. Christianity's not working for some people. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, and some people aren't working for Christianity. It's kind of weird. Um, okay. Kirk Franklin ha has been announced that he is producing a show called, I think it's called um, Kingdom Business. And from my understanding, this is like a Christian version of Empire. So okay. it's about like the Christian music industry, but like in an Empire type of thing. But it's, but it's like for it's a Christian, a fiction, right? It's not reality. Yeah, exactly. Not a reality right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be like a scripted series. So, um, so there's that that exists. So hopefully that that'll be uh, interesting, and we can we can review that one. Um, I'm just trying to see. The only other thing that I had was a video of uh, it's a music video for Carmen. I'll be home for Christmas. I think that will. It's the saddest video ever, and since we're already kind of in a <laughs> in a down slump, happy. yeah. Let's. Uh, I don't know. Let right, let's. I guess we can just get straight into the topic. Let's you guys round some it. warm hugs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, nice segue. <laughs> we listen to this in the car every day. All right. Now here we are listening to Panic at the Disco, which realistically not necessarily a Christian band Heck no. <laughs> at all. At all. 
So, so we got uh, we got Frozen two. Okay, we've all seen the movie Frozen two. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, Andrea, do you want to do like a recap of what this movie's about? Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, okay, so Frozen two is a sequel. Uh, to Frozen 1. Um, we haven't discussed <laughs> Frozen 1. Frozen, sorry. Um, we haven't discussed uh, spoilers. Are we just going full on oh, at this point? Okay, or? That's, a, that's a fair question. Um, it is the number one movie in the country, and if you haven't seen it already, I don't know why you're listening to this show, yeah. but um, if, you, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't, I guess at this point you could stop. Yeah, you could stop and go watch it and then come back and finish. Yeah, there, there you go. Because we, I mean, we're probably going to get into some spoilers. That's the way podcasts so, work. You can literally yeah. pause it you, and yeah. come back. This, yeah. It's great. Yeah, this is not live. <laughs> Did I just mansplain podcasting? Yeah, appreciate okay. that. Okay, so here is the uh, storyline for Frozen 2. I'm, yeah, I'm really, this is a lot for me. Both of you. But and just, just, yeah. Yeah. Feeling outnumbered. It's okay. I'm just blank staring Seth. I, 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 this is not directed towards you at all. Look, he just, hey guys, for those of you who are watching, you can pause this. Bum, bum, bum. Like, like just, who knew? Sorry, I'm just staring blankly. Now, going, now do you oh, feel better? Now, now bit, do you yeah. feel better? Okay, there okay. we go. All right, so Good. Frozen. I'm cutting all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this I just want to read the uh, IMDb storyline because uh, it's very dramatic and I like it. Um, it says, <laughs> having harnessed her ever-growing power after lifting the dreadful curse Which of the like eternal winter in Frozen, the beautiful conjurer of snow and ice, Queen Elsa, now rules the peaceful kingdom of Arendelle, enjoying a happy life with her sister, Princess Anna. However, a melodious voice that only Elsa can hear keeps her awake, inviting her to the mystical enchanted forest that the sister's father told them about a long time ago. Now, unable to block the thrilling call of the secret siren, Elsa, along with Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven, summons up the courage to follow the voice into the unknown... Intent, on, I'm trying to make this dramatic, intent on finding answers in the perpetually misty realm in the woods. Okay. Actually, there's two more sentences. Oh, more and geez. more, Sorry. an inexplicable imbalance is hurting not only her kingdom, but also the neighboring tribe of North Uldra. Can Queen Elsa put her legendary magical skills to good use to restore peace and stability? Okay. So if you haven't seen the movie, hopefully that gets you up to speed. Um, yeah. Okay. So just, uh, let, let's talk about it at a very high level. What, what, was it an enjoyable movie? Did you enjoy watching it? I, I really did. So I saw this last week and, um, went with, uh, went with my friend Natalia. We saw Frozen together when it came out, um, a few years ago. And so we made a, made a point to go see a this pact, one together. A blood pact. A blood pact. That's right. And, um, Honestly, and I said this to you, and you kind of brushed it off because I think you don't agree. But I actually liked Frozen Two better than I completely the OG. concur. By the way, really, I, I think re Number Two was way better than the first one. Yeah, and I loved the first one. I I had no issues with the first one. I just thought Number Two was very entertaining. I thought the music was, okay. although the first two songs sounded so much like a couple of songs from Frozen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought that. The first Frozen movie was so good, like I, I really did. When I when I watched it, um, I enjoyed it. The biggest thing that I loved about um, about that is 
my, my daughter's nine. When when the first Frozen movie came out, it was right in her wheelhouse. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it it was the very first Disney movie that I'd seen where the hero wasn't a dude. Mm. You know Big what I'm deal. saying? Yeah. Sure. Like like for and for you know the a father of daughters, um, like that was a big deal. Was that yeah. I wanted I, your family is where true love happens. Sure. And then you know there's love that happens elsewhere, but also like some some men will say they love you, and not really. Like there, there's a lot of lessons in that first Frozen movie that I think is good for little girls to understand. So much of this movie musically felt like it was a rehashing of the first movie and it was trying to to hit the same notes and I don't feel like it hit the same notes. I don't hate the music. Um, there is, when I'm older, the song that we played at the very beginning feels like it was trying to like, okay, well we have to give Olaf a song because we did Summer in uh, in the first movie. The, the only thing that I'll say musically that I was like, yes, this song, 100% this song. I know which one it is. Mm-hmm. It's the 80s. Yeah. This one, it's called Lost in the Woods. If someone asked me what Seth's song, yeah. I would have picked this. Off on a different path than mine. I'm left it's just, behind. It, well, it just, it the was visuals. unexpected. The visuals were oh. great. It was unexpected for me. And then, like, I'm listening, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is Peter Gabriel. This is Chicago. Some of my favorite <laughs> 80s ballads and i'm like this is it's all of it in one plus it's hilarious because it's oh it's gold so funny so explain the visuals for us yeah so so you've got like that that the two the two shots of him the gazing off into the distance and then gazing right at the camera like doing it simultaneously oh man classic and then the reindeer is his backup singers oh and he's uh so funny i I like the walking up and singing into a um uh, a pine tone, yeah. you know, yeah, hold, yeah, holding yeah. his ear, you know, like he's in the studio. Um, I'm also a big fan of the Weezer video for this because I haven't seen that. Okay, it's it's essentially him dressed like Kristoff. Okay, and um, and so he is doing essentially just the movie, but in live. So when you have Anna there, they actually brought in Kristen Bell to do that kind of stuff. So. So it great. was uh, it, it was fantastic. So Lost great. in the Woods was what was good as far as musically for me. All right, so let's let's dive into it theologically because oh boy, there's there's a funny line. We've, very... we've got we there we've got. Why we've, would you need theology in pop culture? Um, <laughs> time. Well, I'm just saying. That's well, first it. of all, adding yes, the theology also no. is how we're going to relate this to our podcast. That, sure. That's the only this the this the crux of us being able to have this show in general today is based off the theology of it. So you said that you have thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. What are yeah, your thoughts on Frozen? So, one of the things is because it's it's one of the most popular movies out there, right? And that's what that's what you're saying. I think anytime that that. Uh, the culture period just general culture that we live in we we need to be aware of it we need to be watching it we need to be um we need to be involved in that 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 space Uh, because culture is actually asking questions that christians don't know that they're asking right so christians uh there people are coming to us and they're saying hey tell me about this god and our response is well um he is uh, three distinct persons uh you know of, <laughs> of one essence yeah. you know uh, not to be divided but you know co-equal eternal uh with the godhead in eternity past you know jesus christ uh, came in through the virgin they're, they're, we're answering questions they're not asking mm-hmm. right yeah. so so what we need to do is we need to get our, our, our finger on the pulse of society and ask, what questions are they asking mm-hmm. And then find ways that the gospel answers those questions, yeah. right? So, 
this is a, like if you're watching Avatar, you know, the, the blue people, you know, plugging into trees and stuff. What's going on there, right? What are people so fascinated about about this film? And, and what's the question behind this, mm -hmm. right? So, so I think that a lot of the, the questions of Frozen is uh, there, there is a mystery of, of who we are and how we become what our what our, our what our destiny is. Yeah. And then another question that's really prominent in that film is what do we do with the state of society? There's been so much injustice. Uh, we are benefiting from some of the former injustices of the past. What are the answers to solving those 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 situations? Um, uh, you know, and there's certainly like questions uh, of of camaraderie and friendship and th things like that along the lines. But I think it's very important that Christians just be aware that that this. If, if we if we were to look at this any more than Hercules in the myth of early early Greece, we would be wrong. Like we, we should we should look at this as our culture trying to attempting to answer questions that that culture is proposing and they're answering with this myth. And and we need to take it as such. We need to analyze it, we need to think about it, and we need to say, okay, here's the questions and these are the answers that society and media is giving the culture and, and Christians need those those responses and answers as well. So Okay. Yeah. So, so you've you've kind of said what the uh, what the the questions of this film are. Yes. What are the answers in this film? Yeah. So based off of those questions, I want people to like for sure hear me because I don't want to say uh, I hated this movie because I didn't. I thought it was a great film. I'm gonna watch it again. Like I said, I listen to the soundtrack every day. Got it. But I do believe one of the narratives of this film from the media is. Uh, redistribution of wealth i think is, is a very popular theme in this film okay the main the main theme of the film if you will is there's a horrible injustice that's happening there is a a horrible bad evil thing we've got to go destiny has put us on the quest to fix this injustice what's the answer to this injustice well we must be willing to destroy society as we know it to 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 level the playing field for other people who were taken advantage of in the past and, and if you can't like that is a popular theme in okay. culture today uh, a, a popular theme in culture today is hey there are groups of people who have been taken advantage of and marginalized how do we help them succeed well the answer is we should destroy everything as we know it so that everything is equal in a level playing field uh, uh equal we equal outcome so that we can from that place uh try to achieve some kind of utopianistic society Okay, and I know so, that's some shots, but okay. I mean, there's again, a lot there. there. I'm not saying that the movie Frozen is like, hey, we are making this movie because of this issue. I don't think that happened, but I do think it is playing a part in that larger narrative. Okay, so what I want to make, I want to pull it back because you've gone real deep all of a sudden. So, <clears throat> I mean, is, we invited you on the show. Territory uh, for we, for sorry. dropping Sunday. We, well, <laughs> Um, Here, let me make a fart sound. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Andrea's mom's Ms. listening. Take off Ms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. We don't say we don't say her oh, name. We don't say her name. No, I'm bleeping oh, that. No, 100. Okay. percent I'm bleeping that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's just it's Andrea's mom. Just, okay. Oh my word. Okay. We don't say. We we don't say her name. He doesn't say her name. No, we we're that's a thing. We're not going to ever do that. Okay. So, okay. um, love you, Andrea's mom. Um, so you're talking about like um when. When Elsa finally gets to the North Aldrin so, area yeah. and realizes, like, and, and Anna gets there and realizes, okay, there was an injustice that was done essentially by my grandfather mm -hmm. yep. that, that put all of this together. Um, and the only way to free the people of North Aldra 
is to um, be willing to destroy Arendelle. That I mean, and so yeah. you're saying you're so saying Elsa, that Elsa makes the conscious decision. There's a dam that's protecting right this uh, this city with these homes and these families and these children. Now, the, no, conveniently, the plot has removed them from that city, so they're just destroying their homes, livelihood, mm-hmm. businesses, and things that they grew up in as kids or whatever, yeah. you know, just things that are valuable to them. Not them as people, just right. their right. stuff, right? And it should be noted that all of the people from Arendelle were also removed. Right, yeah. the plot they, point, had been, they, the people have been removed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So she's not sacrificing lives for right. whatever this okay. mist is. So as Christians, yeah. what should be our point of view when it comes to the atrocities of our grandparents and the sure. things that they have done that now we live with? And what is it that we should be willing to do to be able to live life and, and have peace and make things right? Can we even make things right for things that have happened in the past? And how do we go about doing that? Yeah. Do you want to take a step? Okay. No. no. Okay. She's like, no, no. We had you on the show to do this. <laughs> don't, don't open this can of worms and make me answer. Um, so so uh, 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 as a person, as an individual, uh, I think it is our, our responsibility as individuals to help anyone that might be, um, whether it be underprivileged or not have the same kind of opportunities that we do, uh, that we should make those kind of sacrificial uh, stances as individuals. I, I think that it's, it's uh, criminal for another person to come in and tell me what I have to do with what I have uh, because it's right. Um, so if someone, if, if, if the three of us were in this room and uh, I had a dollar, uh, you had a dollar, and, and Seth had uh, $5, and we all get to vote what we're going to do with all the money, and we all voted to take all of Seth's dollars and leave him with $1, <laughs> We were stealing from Seth, but we collectively got to determine what that was. And if you then put the threat of force on that to where you have to do it or else, uh, then we get into a, a situation that's that's a rather difficult. So uh, as far as uh, I think a Christian worldview, uh, that, that we should help people, but I think that it's an it's another uh, worldview to say that some external force is to force you or, or I don't know, to to make you comply with, with said request. Uh, yeah, I, so as far as generational like curses go, is like the spiritual thing yeah. of this, I think Christ is the answer to this. Um, we don't we don't get to come in and say like, hey, here's the remedy for this situation. Let's do 16 different things. Here's the 16 mm-hmm. steps that we've got to do to fix this problem. Christ is the answer for this. Uh, belief in Christ, trust in Christ. His, his sacrificial love transforms our heart and our nature so that we begin to play these things out in everyday life. Did you have something? Okay. One of the verses of the Bible that I just absolutely love mm-hmm. is um, when Jesus is walking on the water, right? And there's the big storm. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Um, it to me. It's in that I Am Jesus Christ video game. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great. No, I didn't uh, see that stop clip. It. I saw that clip. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there's this huge storm, and, uh, you know, the, the disciples have been told to go from one side of the lake to the other, mm-hmm. and they get stopped about halfway past and, and, and that's where they get stuck. Right. And, um, Jesus shows up and he, he, he calms the wind and the waves and he steps into the boat. And the Bible says that immediately they were on the other shore, which is one of those things where it's like, they got like teleported. (laughs) Like they, they, they went from the middle of the lake to the shore in an instant. They got teleported, which is cool stuff. Right. Oh yeah. But, um, the, the, the illest, the the theological takeaway is that when Christ steps into our situations, he redeems time, he redeems position, he redeems things. And so in in when you say like Jesus is the answer, what I what I immediately think is that we can't go back 
and make right the sins of our fathers. Right. And we can't go back and make right the sins of our grandfathers and, and, and our ancestor. We can't go back and, and do that. But what we can do is introduce Christ into those situations today and let him redeem that time. But it also means that we can't, we also do have a social responsibility to make sure that we don't repeat the sins of our fathers. That's right. And whenever we see these things that we step into it, and I think that that, you know, I, I'm not saying that we need to destroy everything that we love sure. to try to make things right, but we also can't walk away and say, oh, well, that's what happened Tough in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's definitely some responsibility as far as Christians go to sacrifice, to love, and to love sacrificially. Um, there's, a, there's a popular passage um, in Ezekiel 18 that talks about or God is just kind of rebuking the people for saying something to the effect of, uh, uh, the, the the teeth of the children are set on the sour grapes of their parents, and he's like, hey, why why are you saying this? Like this is this is a silly thing. It's not going to be this way anymore. Where the curse that was placed on the fathers is placed on the son. There's a very common um, argumentation for generational curses found in um, uh, it's a Deuteronomy or one of the earlier texts where he's like, you know, I'll put a curse on you to this generation and that generation and so forth and so on, and the blessing will be generational as well. But the problem is with the the idea of generational curses is. According to the context the Bible uses for generational curses, the curse is placed by God. Like it's not a demon who's cursing you; it's God is doing it. So, so the problem is, is if Christ is the curse for us in the law, then we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. There is no more curse for us for that disobedience. So, if there is a generational curse, it's broken in Christ. So, um, you can definitely talk about like patterns too. You know, like hey, I was raised in a pattern. Uh, my my uh, grandfather was you know, con man and his father was a con man and his father was a con man. You're probably going to be raised not having a great handle on finances, right? It's very possible. Um, but probably having a great handle on lying. Yeah, sure. And conning. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And conning. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, probably, probably difficult as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but if you come to Christ, uh, those those curses, what what are just patterns like in your mind can also be rewritten as well. Right. Right. Christ is the answer to these things. Um, so I think that that, um, you know, hey, if you're like, how are you guys going to talk about Frozen 2? We just did what? <laughs> but th the biggest thing uh, that we learn from this movie is that um, reindeers are better than people. That's True. what we learned. <laughs> Sven, why is love so hard? You feel what you feel, and those feelings are real. Come on, Kristoff. Let down your guard. There we go. If we learn nothing else, then I think that's enough. Solid stuff. For nice. for us. All right. Andre, what what about you? Any takeaways from the movie that you want other than I mean, we got we got deep. Yeah, we did. Um we got deeper than the show ever has gone before. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, I don't, I don't no, it's good. <laughs> I told you that coming to the studio. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. We, um, <laughs> I, th I think it's funny. We talked about how, so just a little history for um, Josh's sake. We, When we decided to do this podcast, we didn't really know if we were going to have anything to talk about. And sure. then all of a sudden Kanye came on the scene and then Kurt Franklin came we on the scene. We weren't even going to start this until two weeks from now. Yeah, we were going to wait until January. And now we've already got like... I don't know, six or seven like episodes. Six yeah. million downloads. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, Guys, six million. Ooh. Andrea quit her job this week. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't have any spoiler ads. Spoiler alerts sell, for any of her employers <laughs> who are <laughs> listening. <laughs> my employers don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I've mentioned it to some coworkers and they're like, yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and so talking about 
stepping into a situation. We we talked about when the Kirk Franklin episode, especially, yeah. we talked about race relations and what it means to as Christians and as as friends of people of color and minorities and things like that, what that means for us as Christians sure. and what that should look like um, in taking a stand. And I, th- I think it's important to, to note that we do believe we have a, have a responsibility and just, you know, th- think about for our listeners. Um, and this is what I'm doing. I just, I think about it and I, I, I pray not to sound so pious and holy, but I just pray for the Lord to give me opportunities um, to step in and and to make it clear because I think that we uh, I can say for myself sometimes you're afraid to you're afraid to step out and say something you're afraid to misstep perhaps sure. and um, the Lord is faithful and He will give you clear understanding and He will give you clear um, steps to take and. So yeah, yeah. I, that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm coming it's, from. It's pretty that. simple stuff, but I also think that we as Christians are just we're uninformed, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so many Christians, like when I when I when I drop the bomb on, hey, like don't be like wealth distributing stuff in my kids' movie, like that's <laughs> silly. And then people go, it got really uncomfortable really quick. Like yeah. like all the white people are like, uh, are we allowed to talk about this as Christians? You mean and all the like, people who turned the show off? Yeah, already? Yeah, 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 all the people who are no longer <laughs> here. It's like, look, guys, look, we, we got to have a conversation about this. There There is a way that we as Christians um, can love people. This is this is not a race a racial thing, and it doesn't need to be a racial thing. It needs to be uh, a Christ loves people thing, and yeah. we need to live sacrificially for people um, as as Christians. And it's it's pretty simple. Uh, and as far as small government goes, I'm just a small government dude. Yeah, so that, that, that comes out. So well, um, and it's not. And also, I'll just say it's not just um, it's it's not just race, but it's also gender, right? Like sure. Um, for example, the other day uh, we were driving in. I'm not the, sure if that's still a thing anymore, but it, well, it is. Um, f- come at Depends me, on yes. Um, <laughs> come at me, bro. Um, or no, okay, sorry, stop it. So, um, golly, he's coming hard today. He's like, oh, I'm not on my theology podcast. I can, I can, right. I can make jokes. I'm not losing any subscribers because <laughs> of this. <laughs> um, but the other day we were. Um, we were in, we were in the, in my car and my kids were in the back seat and both my kids said, roll down the window. The, it was a nice, nice day. Like we rolled down the window and I, I rolled down my son's window all the way. And then I rolled down my daughter's window about 80%. And she was like, can I get it all the way down? And I said, no, you're a girl. You only get, you only get 80% of what, of what boys get. And she looked at me and she was like, that's not right. And I said, I know it's not right, but it's something you're going to have to deal with your whole life. And uh, we were in a parking lot. She got out of her seat, climbed in my lap and said, I'll just do it myself then and rolled her window down the rest of the way. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. That's what it is that like you need to understand that I I get it. I need to teach you from 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 early on. So but uh, but yeah, we, we do we do have a responsibility not only to to know and understand our privilege, but then also, you know, actively you know, use that privilege for, for something beneficial. Okay. So I think, uh, do, do we need to put a button on frozen two anymore? Um, I think the only other thing that I, that I want to say is I really appreciate, um, drawing attention to, uh, talking about generational curses and how, um, how they are, they are broken in Christ. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they don't have that mindset and they don't understand. And so they're still living under this cloud of, uh, 
oppression, I guess you could say. And um, I was speaking to a group of um, single moms of all things. I'm not a single mom um, and I was not raised by a single mom. So I don't really know why I was, why I was speaking to them, but I, I was talking about being raised in a Christian home, which I was. Um, and I made a comment that, um, cause I, I, having spoken with single moms and have having friends that are single moms, I, I know that they, they worry about their kids growing up and, and the society that they're, that they're living in. And, um, you know, I wasn't, they, the moms say I wasn't raised Christian and they're all single moms for a multitude of different reasons. But I made this comment and it's something that I think about, not just in, in that realm, but, um, you can be the start of something new for your family. And so it's good. Yeah. You, okay. Your past is your past, your family in the, is, whatever happened in the past generations is in the past. You can start something new. You can be the doorway, um, to a new, uh, generational blessing and you can just choose right now. And it, it really is a choice. You don't have to live under that cloud of generational curse. And I think a lot of people do, and they don't, they don't let themselves say, no, it's not going to be that way. And, um, you just, I don't know if anyone's listening right now and you're, and you're you're in that situation, but I'm telling you, you can be the start of something new for your family and you can introduce a blessing that's going to continue for generations and break off whatever you think is oppressing you right now. You can break it off. Yeah. You don't have to figure out how to fix the past. All you have to do is the next right thing. Yeah. I love that statement. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the life I knew is Come on. over. It's so good. The lights are out. The next Hello, step. The next right thing. There we go. Um that's a song from the movie, movie just mm -hmm. in yeah. case anybody was curious. All right. I think uh I think that's uh that's a good discussion. I think that uh we were able to make that work. So next time Did that you we say so? <laughs> Christian pop culture, you guys. Pop culture that we made that we, we, made we made Christian, or that we at least put a Christian spin on it. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get stung by the bee. Oh no! Not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just turn this song up a little bit. Popular Christmas song, Mary, did you know? Criticized for mansplaining. Members of the United Evangelist World Faith Missionary Alliance Church voted to remove the song Mary Did You Know from their library of songs. Members of the church could sing karaoke style during the Christmas service after coming to a consensus that the song is pure mansplaining. Every line in, uh, is a man condescending to a woman. Jesus. <laughs> assuming, assuming she doesn't know anything about her, her own baby. Um, <laughs> the fact that this song was written and originally sung by a man just makes my skin crawl. So there you go. Thanks, Mark Lowry, for mansplaining to Mary about her own baby and her own body. Oh, my Lord. Guys, what are we coming to? Um, I just... Uh, Anyway, that's how we got stung by the bee. I don't bee this understand week. why we can't just have like thoughts and music and then just be that. We have to like get to like the real root and the heart of like why can't it just be this? Like it's a good song. Yeah. We've got to It's a it's a beautiful song. Theologically it's fraught. 
because yes, she did know. I mean, that she was the whole. She knew he was going to walk on water. Well, <laughs> that's the point of the song is she didn't know. She knew that he was going to save their sons and daughters. <laughs> He was going to be the Messiah. Are we going to go line by line by the song, bro? Let's do it. (laughs) Different podcasts. This will be more interesting. I think it could be said that she, well. (laughs) I'm not sure that she did. No. There's parts of the song that she certainly wouldn't have known. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's my only point. Okay. Yeah. I think that uh, we have to remember she she was young. She was... A young girl. Nearly 14, a younger, lot of people yeah. are going to say, yeah. And I don't know that she fully understood what what it meant. I think that she learned as, and you're being... I'm being such what? I'm just playing the song. A little background for you. I can't sing through this. This is sacred ground. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll let me back it out. There <laughs> you go. Fine. There you're go. fine. There you go. I'm just saying... Anyway, never there's mind. there's thing there's saying. there's parts of the song that obviously she didn't know was going to happen, but yeah. But it, I'm you're speaking specifically. I'm saying even in a broader sense, yeah. I don't think that she knew. How is this going to hash out? How's it going? Yeah, she yeah, didn't. Yeah. I don't think she fully understood. It is, it, yeah. Well, the good news is there was a man who got to sing a song and explain everything to her. <laughs> so that's how we got stung by the bee this week. Oh no, not the bees! What is the bee? Is it Babylon bee? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is the bee? Yeah. Yeah. The Babylon bee. Must have missed it. (laughs) But it's gold. This is satire. I read, when you guys were telling me about the, uh, you preached like 36 years in the book of Romans or whatever. (laughs) That was gold. Wasn't that great? So good. Reformed (laughs) preachers can milk. Amen. Oh, so good. All right. Um, Andrea, what's your not for me this week? Okay, listen. So a lot of people are going to be doing some baking as they um, as we enter into Christmas week, um, and that's great. But I was um, I watch a lot of I follow a lot of like food accounts on Facebook, and I was watching one today, and they were making a chocolate cake, and they put mayonnaise in it. And I know I know mm. that's it's apparently a thing. It makes the cake really moist. And oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You like the pause Choice before I words. said that. Um, Wait for it and ew. nail them with the moist. <laughs> um, anyway, if you make a chocolate cake and you put mayonnaise in it, don't tell me. Yeah. Because I won't eat it. Yeah. Got three generations of bakers in my family. Mm-hmm. Not for me, bro. No, yeah. It's just, it's just not. If you need a good chocolate cake recipe, the back of the Hershey's box, that's the best one. It's real good. Ooh, good. Yeah. There you go. And it doesn't call for mayonnaise. And it's just not for me. Yeah. And I know that's totally weird. I just was thinking as we're going into Christmas, people are baking. Don't put mayonnaise in your chocolate cake. Don't do pro, that. Pro tip, freeze it and then pull it out and then ice it so the crumbs don't get in the icing. There you yes, go. Pro good. tip. That's a pro tip. All right, man. What's your not for me this week? Not for me. So like something that's not. You go You go next. Okay. So the, the idea of not for me is that this is a, uh, we, we might say don't. You know, we don't want to yuck other people's yums, right? Like that. This could be something that's well, great. Yeah, not for th- me. Yeah, it's it. It could be good. It's just personally, it's not for me. It's not for me. This Got is it. my not for me this week. Uh-huh. At the time of recording, Rise of Skywalker has not come out yet. Ah, that's right. So this week, I am doing the marathon of the Skywalker series. I've watched episode four, five, and six, one and two, and I'm halfway through three. Guys, these prequels. 
are really, really hard. Mm. I mean, I knew I, mm. I knew that they were bad. Mm -hmm. Dude, these people. I watched are them not recently as well. I've also binged Ugh. it. I watched. Uh, uh, there's a scene where they're on Coruscant. I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd here, so yeah, I, yeah. I got all the characters, characters' names down. Qui Gon Jinn is walking, and like the wind's blowing his hair, and the green screen is visible. Yeah, I was just like, oh no, yeah. like. 12 year old me does not remember this at all. No. So I'm just yeah. trying I'm just trying to push through so I can go ahead and get to episode seven and eight and be ready for, for two days from now when I get to see it. But mm -hmm. it's it's just not for me. It's yeah. not it's not for me. It's good. Good call, man. Right. I uh big fan of the Mandalorian. But it's a new Star Wars. Yeah, it's great. And here here I, a lot of my friends that are a little bit younger than me, they they just want to remind me that like episode one, two, and three is what they grew up with. Sure. So for them, those are great movies, mm -hmm. but for me, I, like, it, it's yeah, not. I don't think I've ever seen one, two, and three. You're you're not you're not wrong for not seeing them. I just, no, and, and I'm I not, like the I like the new ones that sure. are coming out. Yeah, yeah. And as as one of the younger guys who grew up on one, two, and three, you know, Anakin's about the whiniest character on the planet. He's or which planet? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. But also, so what, what's his name? Hayden Christensen. So. Yeah, he can't. He's got the emotional range of a paper sack. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. It's, it's so, yeah. There's that. All right. What's your not for me? I don't know, man. Not for me. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> there you go. Nailed he got, it. He thought of one. <laughs> elf on the shelf is not for me, man. Oh. My wife does that every single day, bro. She wakes up and hides these elf in different places and tells the kids that. This is a spoiler alert. Mute the phone. If you get kids in the car, turn it off. Santa's real? Ah, oh, I can't do it, bro. I'm like, I, I can tell the kids, like, Santa's not real. Like, I'll sit there and tell them, no, it's not a thing. Like, he, he was a, he's an early church father that punched Sibelius in the face. That dude's real, but he's dead, you know? Yeah. And then she'll change my phone, her phone, my contact in her phone to Santa's photo and name. She plays against me. So what I call, Santa's calling. And she answers the phone, shows all the kids. Dad doesn't think he's real. She's using me against my children. It's That's horrible. So great, I love her. It's yeah, it's warfare in my home. It's fun. I'm, I'm on her side. Yeah, don't, yeah, it, man. don't have fun with it. It's, I don't like Elf on the Shelf, but I I'm I'm for it's that. It's not yeah. like we're really. I saw a, a, a video that I thought it was hysterical where he goes uh, before kids. I'm never gonna lie to my kids. After kids, he goes, if you don't put your shoes on right now, Santa Claus and the <laughs> Easter Bunny are gonna put another unicorn down. Yeah, I thought it was the best yeah. thing ever. That's that's how it is, man. Yeah. My, I, I I'll never let my kids have a French fry, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, French fries shut my kids up. Uh, they're getting French fries. Whatever yeah. works. Yeah. Um, I was the. Uh, the reason that my best friend when I was growing up, because we never did Santa. We opened our gifts on Christmas Eve when I was growing up. Sure. And um, so it was never a thing. I was I was the reason that my friend Ryan, my next door neighbor, found out that Santa mm. wasn't real and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny. All three, like in within a week. Knowing and, your dad, I expect like that you would open your Christmas presents at Easter. He's like, birth doesn't matter. It's the resurrection. <laughs> like, I just expect that. Uh, listen, my dad, <laughs> I hope he's listening. My, no, he's gonna get he, a kick no, out of it. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Tell about your dad this week. A couple of weeks ago. Well, he said, yeah, that this was his not for me. No your podcast. No, he didn't. Okay, we've talked about it. I, my mom and I talk about it all the time, and my dad's there. Like he's in the room, and I've said I've got to record my podcast this week. I'm recording. I'm like all of these things. We were at lunch the other day. And mom was, we, mom and I were discussing the latest episode and dad looked at her, he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I said, I'm talking about my podcast. You have a podcast? 
dad, I've got like six episodes <laughs> down. He had no idea. Um, my dad is a bit of a Scrooge. It is hilarious oh, in our family. Because, I think we're cut from the same cloth yeah, in a lot of ways. My mom and I, we love Christmas and we love Christmas decorations and yeah. we buy tons of it. And um, my dad is just, he's hes just a bit of a Scrooge. But let me tell you, he got the Christmas tree down for my mom the other day, unprompted. Wow. He got it down and helped her put it up and then mom and I decorated it. But mom so and I both were shocked. the other day, it's the 18th. Like we got a couple days yeah, till was, Christmas. So. It was like last week. Okay. So. Wow. Um, I, I want to just brag on my daughter for a second, who's nine, who already knows that there's no such thing as a tooth fairy or Easter bunny sure. or, or Santa. Like we, we did the whole thing this year to make sure that she was fully aware. That's a whole other story. Starting the but, programming process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this week, um, this week she, she one of her teeth, one of her grown up teeth was coming in and it cracked one of her baby teeth. We had to go oh. to the, uh, the dentist and have, have it pulled. And so, um, it was me and her, and then my son had to come with us just because it was like right after school. It was like a whole thing. And um, and they they pull the tooth, and um, they go, do you want to keep it? And she looked at me and then kind of had this realization of like, and said, yeah, I need it for the tooth fairy. And she only said that because her brother was in the room. That's and so I just want to say, that's pretty Looking solid. Out. That's pretty yeah. solid. All right, let's get out of here, guys. Did you give guys. her a five, like, like under the table? Did she give her like a... No, I, I gave her a head nod. Head. And, then, and then, yeah, she, yeah. Got a, she got the same dollar she always gets. Um, <laughs> all right, do you guys have a, have a, have a song you want to go out on? Or do you guys want me to pick one? You can pick one. I see a little silhouette of a sheep. Shepherds watch, shepherds watch over there. We'll, we'll just keep going with this Bohemian Rhapsody. Guys, it brings me so much joy, this this video. Dude, it's good. I mean, the puppetry is bad. You got to send that to me, man. But it's it's better than the cha-cha slide, for sure. Oh, I'm going to play it in the car and see if my wife notices. She loves Queen. She'll definitely notice. Well, I know, but I wonder how long it'll take. See how long it would take. All right, we'll go ahead and get out on this. Um, Church Helpers from Anonymous Pastors. Uh, here's one that just says, uh, I can be easily distracted during a sermon. That, 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 there you have it. That's it. <laughs> um, it it's, pastors get distracted when they're up there preaching. Like You think they're not noticing you, but they are. And if you get up and try to walk out during the altar call, that's a good way to get fire oh. called down from heaven, aren't you? I will call you out if you're picking your nose while I preach. Mm. Really? I see you back there. But you don't say like you're not going for the spirit. You'll be tell. like, be like Seth. You're picking your nose. Will you do well, that? If I didn't, if I knew your name, okay. I mean, especially if you were doing <laughs> it. Especially if I was doing, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Can yeah. we also talk about people who record video and services with the flash on? Okay. Oh. I am so sorry. I did this recently at a church. The set was so cool, and I had to take a photo of it. And my wife's like, "Your flashes," and I hit the button. She was so mad. Oh. She was so mad. <laughs> Jesus, wash our sins out, wash our sins right out of here. All right. <laughs> well, guys, that's been Dropping Sunday this week. Um, Josh, thank you so much for being here, yeah, man. Thank you. That was Love great. Coming. So don't forget to uh, subscribe and like and subscribe in other people's phones. Yes. Um, and whatever player you're using. And remember that for every comment that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will give $1 to a charity. Our current charity is the Salvation Army. Is that correct? Yeah, we're trying to uh, make up for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, not, not so 100 million Dang. comments, and we'll, 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 we'll do there. that. Throwing shade like that. 
Um, Andre, anything else? No, I, that's all for me. Well, guys, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, grow the show. Let everybody know. Yeah, tell people about it. All right, we'll see you next time.